Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas and On3. Uh, Jerry, welcome to the show, and let's talk a little recruiting today. Yeah, let's do it, Bobby. Uh, big road uh, game coming up for Texas, but that following weekend, November 12th, is the last big visit weekend for the Longhorns, and it's really set up that way now with even more news coming out over the weekend. Yeah, it, it sounds like Texas is starting to to uh, try to line that up as even a bigger recruiting weekend than perhaps we thought it was going to be. Um, we want to talk about some of those guys coming in. Need to say thank you to our sponsor uh, real quick, Gabe Winslow of Gabe's uh, of uh, uh, Gabe Mortgages by Gabe uh, .com. Uh, The recruiting breakdown is brought to you by a great Longhorn mortgage professional, Gabe Winslow. Gabe is a diehard Texas X with over 20 years in the industry doing mortgages throughout the great state of Texas. Contact Gabe today. All right, so the the 12th, uh, November 12th weekend, Jerry, uh, what caught my eye this weekend, week more than setting that up, because we kind of thought that that was coming down the pike, was actually the offers to a couple kids in the state of Georgia um, that I found kind of intriguing. It means they didn't necessarily find all of what they wanted in the state of Texas, um, so where, where do you come out on these two guys and give us a little insight on both of them? Yeah, I love Justin Benton. I love that offer. Uh, really reminds me of Byron Murphy. Um, I've seen Benton. Uh, he's a defensive lineman out of, uh, Covington, Jordan, Georgia, Newton high school. His father played at Georgia. He's a West Virginia commitment. Um, but I'll, first I'll go into what I've seen from Benton. I've seen him, uh, quite a bit actually down Younger in his career at Under Armour camps. I mean, he burst onto the scene as a freshman and had like 76 tackles, 19 tackles for loss, six, seven sacks. I mean, he's been a really good player his entire high school career. Um, and he's one of those guys like Byron Murphy, right? He's he's going to be a little lower in the rankings because he's six foot and a half, six foot and three quarters, which Texas has confirmed prior to the offer. Um, 280 pounds. So, you know, maybe he's not as the big frame guy like a Sadir Mitchell, but this kid has got a great first step. He has got a nonstop motor. He is naturally strong, really strong hands. And I can tell you this, he went to IMG for his junior year before going back to Newton high this year uh, to be closer to his family. And he wanted to experience the IMG uh, football experience and the IMG staff. They loved him. They thought he was one of the best pure football players they had on that team of that talented roster, future NFL draft picks last year. They really were fans of Benton, just the the way he carried himself like a professional, you know, just the work ethic, the first guy into the weight room, always in the weight room, never missed, was never late for any meetings, anything, any assigned football activities. So he really checked a lot of boxes at IMG in that regard, where some kids struggle with that, honestly. So IMG loved Benton. Uh, I really like what I've seen from Benton. I mean, he's got really good short space quickness. He's really strong in his hips. Um, he understands leverage, obviously, uh, with that football family. Um, but the interesting thing is how the Texas offer went down is uh, Coach Choice. Texas has been reaching out to Benton after they watched his senior film. Coach Choice was told about him, you know, obviously coaching in Atlanta, recruiting those areas. Somebody reached out. Said, hey, y'all need to take a second look at this guy. And that happened. And so Choice liked the video. Bo Davis liked the video. So Choice was actually at the school Friday. Talked with the coaching staff. I think really verified also. Talked to Benton, verified that height, that weight, that frame. Um, and then, you know, Choice was talks to Benton and puts Bo Davis on the, gets Bo Davis on the phone with Benton. And that's how the offer goes down. 
And I spoke with Justin on uh, Sunday evening, and he told me November 12th is a possibility for an official visit, depending on Newton's high school football playoff schedule. And obviously that stuff, last regular season game this week, first uh, playoff games in a lot of states are next week, that weekend of the 12th. So if Newton has a Friday night game, chances are he will come. If he can make it in, it's 11 a.m. kick, right, in Austin that Saturday, November 12th. If he can make it in and it works out for his family, he'll come in that weekend. If not, it'll be a couple weeks after. But he definitely plans on taking official visits to Texas and Arkansas, even though he's a West Virginia commitment. That's I would say it's a soft commitment. Then the other two schools that have really come in late are North Carolina and Oregon. And it wouldn't be a surprise if one or both of those offered. I think he's having that level of a senior season. Uh, question for you. Uh, doesn't Texas have someone with IMG connections on its staff as well? They do. Uh, uh, for the first time, uh, Mitchell Zelotti, offensive line, um, I guess, analyst, graduate assistant, uh, whatever you, whatever the official title is. Uh, he's the son of Don Zelotti, who runs IMG football. So um, uh, Texas, for the first time, is, I think, very well aware of, uh, of IMG football and the talent coming in there, the younger kids coming in there, um, and, and everything about that football program. So, yeah, there is a connection there. All right. Uh, so keep that name, Justin Bitten. Uh, keep that name in your uh, Rolodex, so to speak, and in, in your memory bank because he may be coming in on November 12th. If he's not coming in then, it sounds like they want him to come in later uh, if he's still in the playoffs or what have you. Uh, Covington is a suburb of Atlanta, uh, essentially. So uh, he he has pretty easy access uh, via the airport to Austin at, at just about any time. Hey, hey Jerry, uh, the other guy uh, from uh, – from Georgia that Texas offered this week uh, is a safety cornerback mix. Talk, talk about him a little bit. Yeah. Tyler Scott from Pebble, uh, Pebble Brook high in that Atlanta area. Again, um, he's a guy who look, he, he is really blown up as a senior. Now Texas, the most recent offer, he's going to officially visit Alabama, November 25th, six, uh, 26. We're going to get into that in a second. I'll come back to that because that could impact Malik Muhammad and that recruitment for Alabama. But USC scheduled an official visit with him December 9th. He was just on campus at Auburn, who's been recruiting him the longest. Tennessee's very much in it. Now, there may not be a hotter team in recruiting right now in the SEC region than Tennessee, right? Especially if they win at Georgia Saturday. And then it goes to another level. Um, so Tennessee's in it. Alabama's in it. Auburn's in it. Texas gets an official visit November 12th. Tyler Scott wasted no time setting up that official visit. Again, Coach Choice was by that school. Uh, same kind of deal that went down with Justin Benton uh, and Texas scheduled that visit immediately. And I think Texas is looking at him as a corner, honestly. I think that's kind of what it is. Uh, maybe as a corner hybrid safety, just a really good football player. But back to the Alabama, what's interesting about that is Alabama's looking at him as a corner. And the fact that they're bringing him in on an official visit before they bring in Malik Muhammad in December is interesting to me. Does that tell – does that tell Texas fans Alabama knows they have an uphill battle with Malik Muhammad? Or are they positioning themselves to get Tyler Scott if they can't get Malik Muhammad a couple of weeks later in December? So I think the Tyler Scott offers interesting on two fronts. One, Texas has a need at defensive back. Uh, and I think they're looking to fill that need in high school ranks and will in the look in the portal. But then, Tyler Scott, how does that uh, kind of factor in the Malik Muhammad's recruitment for both Texas and Alabama? Definitely a subplot there right? yeah. that we're going to be watching. Uh, these things are developing. I find it interesting that they look to be offering more guys on defense at this point because yes. uh, the defensive board is thin right now, not necessarily out of uh, 
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You know, for any particular purpose, they're looking for guys that they find as seniors that they think can play. And yep. both of those guys are senior risers. Both of them three stars by the cons- on three consensus right now, Jerry. They may not end up there because they've yeah. had excellent senior seasons. And this is part of the process of, I think, there are times when uh, guys have ro- risen as a senior, even in the state of Texas, and Texas was too late to the yeah. game or didn't jump on them. Uh, I-, I remember seeing film. A lot of people don't or will remember this name, Josh Jacobs, uh, the running back that went to oh, Alabama. Yeah. Everybody remembers yeah. him as this great running back at Alabama. I remember when he was coming out of Tulsa and he had no offers. Zero. Tulsa didn't even offer him. And all right. of a sudden his uh, his senior tape gets released in October or November. And lo and behold, he ends up with a thousand offers and ends up going to Alabama. So these these late offers sometimes they're, they're they end up if if there is a follow-on effect of multiple teams, like what what is happening with both those guys, they're they're pretty much verified because what ends up happening is those guys become uh, very hot commodities. Well, and, and let me add to that, Bobby, in the day and age of portal of the portal, right. Where you can go get a really good player and impact player. If these blue bloods or these power programs are making late senior year offers, they feel like that kid's a potential pro you aren't off because of the portal. You aren't offering a kid late just to offer a kid. You're offering a kid because you think this guy can be a pro football player. I mean, that's really what we're talking about here. Because with the portal now, you can just – it's easy to go to the portal and fill a, a, a slot with an immediate impact player. So, for them – for Texas to offer these two guys, that tells you how high they are on them as a staff as a whole. I, I, I got I to go next to our next thing. Um, you mentioned the November 12th weekend. Uh, Texas uh, – before, before we talk about the November 12th weekend, I want the list of guys that you know are coming in. One of them – is expected to be Jaden Greathouse, yeah. the wide receiver out of Austin Wesley. But I don't want to just talk about Jaden here. I also want to talk uh, about Colton Vosick, the two Westlake teammates, uh, and how important I think those two together are. Uh, because this is a, these are both two blue chip guys that Texas has a chance to flip late, potentially. The Greathouse right. hasn't come out and said that, but I don't think he would be making his, what, second trip. I, Maybe his first trip. I'm not sure this fall uh, to Texas. And Vosick certainly is interested in Texas, but the extent to which we're not sure yet. But my, my point to you, Jerry, and, and how important do you think it is for Texas to reestablish, reestablish itself at um, at Westlake after getting Ethan Burke and Connor Robertson a year ago? They, they've got some guys that are coming coming through that program. Texas hasn't always tried to capitalize on that locale, that 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 location. I mean, Cade Klubnick, uh, he, Texas didn't offer him. They offered somebody else early. He went to Clemson. He's having an okay year there now. Not not sure yet. Still backing up. But my point is, it feels to me like Texas needs to really work on keeping Lake Travis and Austin Westlake guys that can play at this level. Even Austin LBJ guys too. One starting at Clemson right now. Home. Uh, yeah. So let's start with Great House and Vosick, but 
talk to me a little bit about that that mixture of lo local players staying home. Yeah, I think um, we'll start with, like you said, uh, Vosick Great House. Texas continues to have communication with Vosick. That's a recruitment that's ongoing. Look, Oklahoma's recovered from the Texas loss, by the way. Give Brent Venables and his staff credit. Um, they got a little. They got a little more momentum now than they did walking out of the Cotton Bowl, right? I mean, so they have a little bit more to sell right now. But Texas and Vosick continue to have uh, strong communication. Um, I think the wheels are in motion for a potential flip. We'll see where it all ends up. Uh, uh, Great House to me is very interesting because, look, I mean, I think Marcus Freeman is is a tremendous communicator uh, with kids. I, I've been around them on the recruiting trail. Um, Notre Dame's kind of a mess offensively, though, right? I mean, is that the best way to say it, the nicest way to say it? And I'm not sure what the future of the quarterback position holds there. So, look, I mean, if there's any inkling there of what's the Notre Dame offense going to look like, if that makes a parent's message to stay close to home a little more uh, intriguing, then we'll see what happens. But there's also this. I mean, Jordan Whittington, Bob, you're the first person to mention this. Replacing Jordan Whittington in the Texas offense is really big. Uh, the way he – as good a blocker as he is, it's more than catching passes. As good a blocker as he is, the physicality, the toughness he brings. Jaden Greathouse is probably the best replacement possible for that role for Texas. And he's a guy who physically is going to come in and impact the team because he has the mentality to do it and he has the maturity to do it. Uh, so what's interesting to me with Greathouse is he's coming in November 12th, the same weekend DeAndre Moore is. And I don't really see a scenario where both of those guys end up at Texas. My guess is Texas is uh, is looking to hit on one of those guys um, and fill that uh, fill that Jordan Whittington role the best they can and then see what happens in the portal with uh, the rest of the position. So I, I think Gray House is very interesting. He was on campus a couple of times in the summer. He even worked out at the camp, which was interesting to me. Um, that Competitor. That's the competitor he is. Competes on a state semifinal basketball team. They have to shut him down. He wants to compete so much. And that's a really good sign if you're Notre Dame or Texas or one of the schools that recruited him heavily is that, you know, Westlake has to say, okay, enough's enough. That's the type of competitor you're dealing with. And and those are guys that help take your program to the next level. But Syntex recruiting, Austin area, I think it's huge moving forward, right? I mean, it's the population boom in the Austin area, right? even down in the San Antonio area. I was down there last week. I think there's more Texas, Oklahoma, A&M level talent coming up in San Antonio. Um, you know, obviously Jaden Chapman, uh, you know, uh, Dre Bledsoe out of Marlin. There's Darian Gillette who was at Marlin, who's at Teague now. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of talent um, in that area. I mean, you look at Bravion Rogers and even a little farther south and Dalton Brooks in this class, both uh, committed to AM. I mean, there's a lot of players. Texas definitely has to keep their share of guys home. And you want to win Austin Westlake. You do as long as those guys are legitimately on the level. I mean, the one thing I don't want to see Texas do in, in, in the Austin area is take guys because they feel like they have to recruit the area. It still has to be the right guys. Yeah. And I think that that's where you talk about motors that don't turn off. Uh, that, that's what I was told uh, about uh, Colton Vosick as yeah. well, you know, and I, I think that those it, it's not a Westlake thing as much as it is an individual thing, which I right. think is what you're what you're speaking to. Uh, it, ha it so happens that some 
sometimes those teams that are very successful over a period of time seem to generate and create those type of guys, right? Because they put them into their system and then really get after it. And uh, they show them the way. It's like, I mean, I, I think that's part of it. I mean, some people say the, the term culture is overused, right, in sports now. But I think there's a method to the madness there. I mean, you know, I, I watched it at well, the Texas basketball scrimmage Saturday. I see a difference in those guys this year versus last year um, and the guys they brought in and how they fit Beard's culture. So I've been around the Westlake program. They had the best Westlake team ever last year, in my opinion. And there's a... Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. There's a culture there and there's a winning mentality and there's a toughness there with these recent teams um, uh, under Todd Dodds. It's very impressive to watch. And I think Vosick and Greathouse may be the two most, the two guys who would define that more than e any of the other talented players that have come through Westlake in, the, in recent years. Gotcha. All right. Uh, you mentioned basketball. I think it's a perfect segue. Uh, a couple of guys expected to make an announcements in the not too distant future, right? Uh, Chris Beard looked very impressive, and his team did 30-point uh, exhibition win, so call it what you want, over an Arkansas team that's talented uh, but young. Uh, Texas looking to add to the group uh, in recruiting. Give folks a, a, a you know 30-second to one-minute rundown on basketball recruiting at this point, Jerry. Four, four names to remember. Uh, so signing period's November 9th, and the early window begins November 9th, runs for a week. Ron Holland, on three consensus five-star power forward from Duncanville, was at the game with his mom and other family members Saturday, his third visit since September 3rd. I put in an RPM for Texas Friday. I feel good about Texas' chances to beat out Arkansas and UCLA there. He's an on three consensus five-star, the number one ranked prospect in the state out of power, Duncanville. Uh, then there's A.J. Johnson, on three consensus uh, point guard, 6'5", five, uh, five-star kid. Um, little brother of Jalen Green, Houston Rockets guard. And I think Texas continues to trend well for him. I think Where's, he out of, Where's he out of? He's out of a Woodland Hills, California, out of Southern California. I think okay. the, the good component there for Texas is Jalen Green's in Houston. The trainer and mentor who uh, is a really good guy, I've known him for a while, is it lives in Houston with Jalen Green. So there's that closeness. And I think that's why his official visits have been Texas and LSU to this point. Uh, Louisville got canceled, maybe rescheduled, maybe not. NC State was canceled. Uh, but I think Texas is trending well there. Uh, then the big one is, to me, is Andre Stoyakovich, son of Peja Stoyakovich. Uh, this is Stanford or Texas. UCLA was the leader headed into the spring, summer. I don't think they're there anymore. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see it. I think it's Stanford or Texas. I think the Stanford very close to home, plus degree, even though he won't be a four-year guy, you come back and get your degree. He's going to play in the NBA and be a draft pick after one or two years. But I think Texas has the best basketball piece he's looking for. They hit Peja and Andres love the city of Austin on their official visit. The mom did not make that official visit with the family, which was interesting to me because the younger sister had volleyball tournament up in the Sacramento area. 
So if there's one negative with Texas and the mom didn't make the official visit, and she did make Stanford, obviously. So we'll see what happens there. But then they have Cedric Latz on campus right now, kind of a, a July riser, 6'9", 240-pound, rugged big that, Hey, Cedric that's the first time I've – say it again. Cedric Lath, big, rugged, big man. He's on campus on an official visit right now. He's a July riser. Uh, Texas Beard, Rodney Terry, some of the staff, they watched him play. Houston is the main competition there. Houston had him on campus for an official. They've been pushing for commitment. He did not commit. He was at BYU last weekend. He's at Texas right now. Got to celebrate Halloween in Austin with the Texas team uh, because you know the spirits are high coming off a 30-point exhibition win over Arkansas that could have been 50, honestly. So those are the four names to remember with signing day coming up November 9th. But, look, Chris Beard's really close here. I mean, if they get the two guys they lead on, uh, I mean, that's two five-stars. Again, that would be two classes in a row they've signed two five-stars. So we'll that, see. And the five-stars are Holland and Johnson. And A.J. And Johnson, Johnson. Okay. And that, that's that's from Duncanville in Woodland Hills, California. Stoyakovich is from Southern California, too? He's Car Carmichael up in uh, near Sacramento. Okay, so he's Central California. Um, yeah. Is he, he – I assume he's a shooter like his dad. He, he, he's more of a playmaker. He's almost 6'7 now. He's grown. He's more of a, he's a better player off the bounce, more of a creator. Um, he's almost like a combo guard that will play on the wing. You can, he's a second offense initiator. He is really good, but he does shoot it well. Um, but he's, he's interesting because he's grown an inch in the last three, four months, and he's getting more athletic. Um, I, when I first saw him at Pangos camp in June, I thought, okay, this, he's a really, really good player. He's going to be a really good college player in a second-round pick. After seeing him in September, man, he looks like a first-round pick to me after a year or two. He's really he's heading in the right direction. And obviously his footwork's off the charts. He's an NBA player's son. So he's going to come into the college game way advanced in that regard. And Cedric Lath is the other one. And where is he from? He's out of Las Vegas. Out of Vegas. Out of Vegas I, I was going to say, that's an interesting mix of schools. Yeah. Texas, BYU, and Houston. Yeah. Um, he's I, a really late – he's a late riser. A lot of kids have their classes filled in or to or or – or looking at the portal, but he's a certain role player fit, an important role player fit, a rugged big man. If you're people that watch Kelvin Sampson's teams the last few years, it's what he's played with. That rugged, broad-shouldered, long-arm, strong-hand big man that's kind of a wall defensively that can go turn around and rebound the ball off the rim. That's what Cedric Laugh is. Uh, but the main thing was he's been on this Texas official visit, and he's legitimate 6'9 and 235 with really long arms. So – he fits the profile of what Texas needs, one of, and then they'll get these skilled guys out of the portal. All right. Uh, let's let thanks for that basketball recruiting update. Uh the November 12th weekend. Uh we've mentioned, and this goes back to football. We've mentioned uh, Jaden Greathouse. Uh, you've mentioned potentially Justin Benton, uh uh DeAndre Moore. You mentioned him, the wide receiver from Southern California. Who else is scheduled to come in at this point, Jerry? Yeah, um, uh, Deuce Robinson on three consensus, number one tight end, right? That's the, that's the big one. And, and to me, how Texas feels coming out of that visit, will what will tell that story is do they come back and offer Camorian Pimpton, the, D, the tight end out of North Corral who's committed, currently committed to Vanderbilt. That's kind of what I'm watching coming out of the Deuce Robinson visit because I think USC and Georgia are going to be tough to beat, honestly. For Texas, I think Texas' use of the tight end is what's got them in the ball game and getting the official visit. And obviously, Arch Manning's recruiting Deuce there. Um, but then, like you said, DeAndre Moore, Jaden Greathouse, Marcus Deal's scheduled for an official visit. That and Justin Benton, whether and Deal are in the same boat. Do they have a Friday or Saturday playoff game? 
If Marcus Deal has a Friday playoff game, the 11th, then he will make that official visit to Texas on the 12th with his family. Unless Naaman Force wins, then the dad has football commitments. So I think they, they want the whole family on the official visit. So that's kind of what Texas is butted up against here is high school football playoffs are, are beginning. Then Tyler Scott's uh, scheduled to come in on the 12th. Um, and then there's some 2024s, Michael Uini. Um, uh, Uini, the offensive tackle out of Coffers Cove, which Kyle Flood was at that game versus Jaden Chapman Friday. Um, um, so th there's some other 24s. It's actually going to be a pretty big visit weekend, not just 23s, but 24s. One more 23 I failed to mention, actually two more. Johnny Bowens out of Converse Judson, who I was down there last week, is talking about coming in on the 12th. He makes his official visit to Texas A&M this weekend. Obviously, A&M will do everything they can not to get him to not come into Texas the following weekend uh, because that one's really Oregon versus A&M right now. Texas coming back into that late. Then Derek Hunter, the junior college defensive lineman out of Heinz Community College, is a possibility for November 12th. We'll see uh, what happens. But this is also a weekend that a lot of the Texas – commits it's scheduled as making one more trip to Austin, right? So depending on playoffs, I think you'll see a lot of those guys on campus next weekend. Yep. Uh, I, I do want to ask you uh, a couple of questions about Malik Muhammad, Andre Kojo, a couple of guys that have been visiting elsewhere that are committed to Texas. Before I do that, I want to say one more thank you to our uh, advertiser, Gabe Winslow. The recruiting brought, breakdown is brought to you by a great Longhorn mortgage broker, uh, Gabe Winslow. Gabe is a diehard Texas ex with over 20 years in the industry doing mortgages throughout the great state of Texas. Contact Gabe today and give him the opportunity to earn your business. www.mortgagesbygabe.com or gabekmg at gmail.com. Uh, Jerry, Malik Muhammad still visiting elsewhere. Visited A&M over the weekend, I believe. Uh, got Alabama coming up. Uh, and then you have Andre Kojo that's been to see at least one TCU game, maybe more. Uh, any other guys that, that in any updates on those two, but any other guys you're hearing that are committed to Texas that may be looking around Cedric Baxter apparently was at Florida state this past weekend. Right. Yep. Um, and, and so where, where is everything there? Yeah. On Muhammad, there's some, I think there were some rumors that, Oh, he's going to back off his commitment to Texas. I'm not going to tell you who I got this text from, but I got a text yesterday, somebody close to the South Oak Cliff program. No, I have not heard that. He seems to just be enjoying himself. So I think Muhammad's just going – he's going through the recruiting process. As we expect with these highly recruited kids, these colleges are not going to back off of uh, Malik Muhammad. Texas A&M's not backing off of him. Alabama's not backing off of him. Uh, so that that's – Texas fans just have to have a little patience here, uh, trust the staff to do their job in recruiting. It helps when you win games, obviously, but to trust the staff. They played this long game for many years. They did it successfully last year. Um, we just see the, saw the Auburn job open up. Uh, yesterday. So, I mean, there's going to be some things happen uh, the rest of the way until that December 21st signing period. But I think Malik Muhammad, I, I'm not worried about AM with him. And that's not a negative on AM. That's just not the school. Anytime I've talked to Malik or people around that program, uh, it, it's been Alabama the whole way um, in, in the Nick Saban recruiting pitch and playing for Nick Saban as a defensive backs coach, who's also the head coach, right? That's that's the one right now. And that doesn't mean something weird can't ha happen. It's recruiting in 2022. I think we all know something weird can happen. But that's AM's not the concern right now. Cedric Baxter, he'll be on campus again at Florida. I mean, I've said before, if these schools give up on him, they should be fired. I mean, <laughs> you don't give up on the number one running back in the country in Orlando if you're Florida and Florida State. You don't. You just can't do it. 
I mean, that, that, would, that would have been like Bobby. Remember years ago, that would have been like Missouri just throwing their hands up and letting Doriel Beckham just go to Texas or Oklahoma. Ah, well, you're not going to get this guy. I mean, you, you can't do that. I mean, so the fans have to understand that these are the, the most coveted guys in the country. And to show Choice and Cedric Baxter have a great relationship, uh, Choice is that Baxter's been up front with Texas and Choice about all of his future plans and plans on visits. There's been nothing unexpected. Um, now, Andre Kojo's an interesting one because – Texas was not told ahead of time he was going to the TCU-OU game that weekend. That, that was uh, – I think it was OU. Maybe it was the week after that. But um, that was one that I think caught Texas a little off guard. But since that time, I've heard Kojo has told Texas that uh, he's going to be in Austin. Now, I can tell you, Kyle Flood, Texas, maybe another assistant, they were by Timberview Friday, just checking in on him as they did in the off week right on the road. But I think things have cooled there with Kojo. Um uh, for right now, and uh, so we'll see what happens. I think the mom's always like really close to home for her son, um, and that's why he he committed to Texas in the first place. And TCU knows the mom prefers really close to home, so why would you not go after a guy at Mansfield Timberview? I, I mean, TCU's got a lot of momentum right now. They just got Warren Ro- Roberson yesterday, the safety out of Red Oak, which is a huge commitment for TCU. I mean, look, I mean, here's the reality. If TCU goes undefeated the rest of the way, they're in the college football playoff, right? I mean, so they got a lot of recruiting juice right now. And, it, it, and they're smart to go after a kid whose mom, they know mom prefers close to home. But I think right now Texas is in a good spot with Kojo, and I, I'm not sure I expect that to change. Let me ask you this. You mentioned TCU. Hot. Um, I'll tell you who's not is Texas A&M. No. Um, so give folks uh, – you know, it's hard for me because I don't, I don't talk to – I'm not – I don't talk to players. I haven't right. talked to – a recruit in 15, almost 20 years, other than after they make their announcement right. or, right. Uh, you know, after they've signed a, a letter of intent. So I, I literally don't do what I used to do. So it's hard, but, but I do talk to you. I talk to Justin, Eric, everybody that does talk to these, even Chad Simmons, the national guys, um, to get a, a sense of things. And it just seems to me like not only is, are they having some issues in recruiting um, and it's just not going as, as well as it could, but the uncertainty around the portal there sounds like it's uh, – it, it sounds very real. It sounds like they're getting ready. They're trying to prepare themselves to, for some pretty serious attrition right out of the gate. Is that, is that accurate? Or in, and does that help Texas? Or, you know, what does that do to, to the entire makeup of recruiting think, in general? I think the biggest thing for me is when a season goes south, and, you know, there's some off-the-field issues, right, which have crept up quickly with that freshman class, not totally unexpected. Um, but um, then you have that negativity, right, amongst the players in the locker room. And players recruit players. I mean, even in the NIL day and age, you still – players do recruit players. <clears throat> so I think, look, it's opened up – this what the season's done at, in College Station. It's opened up the – the, the David Hicks and Anthony Hill recruitments more for those who are, are still in there in the fight. And that's Texas and Alabama on Hicks. Um, I'm sure Oklahoma's still trying there. I haven't heard much on that end. Um, I know they had a really good relationship with the defensive line coach there, uh, Hicks and family. But I think that's the main thing is it's done is it's opened up. I mean, if kids – and look, Texas was hurt by this when in some of their struggles. When recruits hit players that they know on the team, what do you think? If the message is not – positive it hurts you in recruiting especially 
six weeks out from signing day, whatever we are now. I mean, it's not that far off. And a lot of these kids are early enrollees. Um, they're going to sign in December and they're going to make decisions because they're enrolling that first week in January. So these are some big decisions coming up uh, for kids who are committed to schools and the seasons have gone south and the other schools are still recruiting them. So I think I think David Hicks and Anthony Hill are more in play than they were a few weeks ago for Texas. As always, Jerry Hamilton, a fountain of knowledge in, on the recruiting scene for football, basketball. Uh, Jerry, you're going to have to start covering baseball and, and volleyball, too, I think, to, to satisfy all the, the needs of the Texas fan base. Uh, Jerry Hamilton of InsideTexas.com. Please join Jerry and I there uh, each and every day. We're, we're talking about Texas athletics and football and recruiting as well. Four months for $1 at InsideTexas.com. Uh, Jerry, thanks for your time, and I'll, I'll see you soon, buddy. You got it, bud. Be safe. All right, take care.